Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I had technical difficulties, um, but we're going to get started momentarily. Let me just check. Let me just check in. And then I'll get started here today. Hopefully, everyone has had a really great Sunday. Um, I've had an amazing, amazing Sunday. Okay, we are good to go. I was already had my setup, my little thing, and then technical difficulties. So, um, welcome, you guys. We're going to talk about the spirit of truth versus the spirit of deception. Hopefully, everyone can hear me okay. Uh, let's get started here. Okay. All right. Make sure my thing is muted. Hopefully, y'all don't feel, hear any feedback or anything like that. We're talking about the spirit of truth uh, versus the spirit of deception. My name is Dr. Samaria M. Coburn. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a published author, and I help people to get free spiritually, emotionally, immensely free through Jesus Christ. I am who I say that I am, and I serve the Most High. I serve God. The reason why I want to talk about this subject is because uh, we are in the last day, and sometimes things happen even within our lives, and it, it it's indication of something. You ever have a conversation with somebody and something else going on? And, uh, and sometimes I, I go into studying God begins to reveal certain things to me. And I want to talk about the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception because they look so real. Um, I mean, the spirit of truth is real. What I mean is the spirit of deception um feels, looks like the real thing. I'm reminded of a man of God who talks about this, the uh, wheat and the tear and how they grew up together. And it was symbolic of how uh, those who have true faith and those who have a counterfeit faith grow up together. On the initial insight, it looks as if, watch this, it looks like the real thing. Your faith looks real. Your faith looks authentic. Um, People are quoting scriptures with you, um, but there are some people that look to be the thing and, and 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 they appear to be the thing, but they're really operating under a spirit of deception. And the Bible tells us that in the last days, people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power. This is important for us to know because we don't want to fall prey or privy to the spirit of deception. We don't want to fall the Bible says that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. But if you're not spiritually minded and you don't have an authentic relationship with God, you will fall prey to the spirit of deception. You know, the Bible talks about, I think it was Matthew 24, how on the day of judgment, because we talked about last time, there is, there is, there is a day of judgment. You know, I said, I don't understand why Christians are upset. And, you know, people judging me and I don't understand, but you're going to face judgment, Right. And so um, 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 on the day of judgment, there were going to people say, listen, we had great ministries. We prophesied in your name. We prayed in your name. We did this in your name. And, God, and Jesus is going to look at them and say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So it's very possible to have to believe that you have a relationship with God, to think you're right on target with God to be speaking in tongues and, and they can have a ministry for God. And then you get to judgment says, God said, I don't know you. There are people who sit right next to you who don't know God. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be right. The purpose is that so that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, so that we have an authentic relationship with God. And so that we, um, so that we don't fall prey to the spirit of deception. When someone's operating under the spirit of deception, y'all, you cannot have a conversation with them. But we can got you on. We got you on. Uh, uh, we didn't caught you red-handed. You, you stole 
the $20. We got you red hand. We found the $20 with your fingerprint on it, right? Someone operates in the spirit of deception. They generally really believe their own press. They generally believe their own lives. And so um, let's talk. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So there are two opposing forces, right? Um, there are two opposing forces. Um, there, there are different spirits. There's only one Holy Spirit, by the way, who does not content, who does not share space with any of your of, of these uh, of these spirits that we try to um, uh, conjure up in our world, right? There's a spirit of deception. There's a spirit of perversion. There's a spirit of uh, of of um, of all kinds of, they're different spirits, you know, that operate different. There's a spirit of heaviness, which is depression. Um, but there's only one Holy Spirit. And he is only, he is the only truth. And so you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the two opposing forces are the, are the, are the, are the uh, dichotomy between good and evil, truth and deception. What is truth? A second definition of truth is means fact or reality. It is non-concealing. Uh, that's what my pastor said, non-concealing. So it's, it kind of goes, like, yeah, somebody kind of give you a half-truth. So I, not, and this, I believe a half-truth is really a whole lie. So you just, you, you tell them the truth, but you sort of kind of left out the details. Well, that's what Satan did at the beginning. <laughs> he said, he told uh, Eve, um, you're going to be like God if you eat this apple. And that's, that's kind of true. He did not tell her that he was giving, giving um, him, uh, excuse me, that he was giving her a perverted version of truth. The truth was she was already like God and she would be more, she would be like God in the sense of she understand uh, she would be able to, uh, to, to, to see good and evil. Whereas before she only saw good. So deception, watch this, comes through conversation. Comes through conversation. That's why you got to watch your conversation. The Bible says that we will be held accountable for every idle word, every character assassination, every time you gossip about somebody, every time you lie on somebody. But every listen to every time you receive this into your spirit, she did what he did. What? Really? Mm. Guess what? You are opening yourself up to the spirit of deception. Because deception from the beginning of the, of the earth realm came through conversation. Before that, it came through conversation. We're not, we're not going to go all the way back. But in heaven, Satan, listen to this, convinced a third of the angels. How did he do that? Through conversation. You've got to discern a conversation. You gotta discern the real true motives of people because sometimes people want something so bad they'll say it's God. God told me this. God may have told you that he didn't tell you right now. God wants me to get married. Yeah, he wants you to get married, not to someone else's husband. You see what I'm saying? So to so when truth is not concealing, it doesn't mean it's like you're not giving somebody a half. I said yes, but I really meant like not sort of kind of yes, right? Now. Like you know what I'm saying? It's nah, it's like uh, uh, that in between stuff. That passive truth, which is not really truth, it's still a lie. So deception is a lie. It is to believe the lie as the truth. It is to believe a lie as the truth. 
It is to believe falsehoods. It means to hide truth. Okay, it means disassimilation and it means propaganda. People are telling you something because they have a motive behind it. You ever meet somebody like, so now, hey, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while, girl. Woo, how you doing? I was, I was just thinking about you, girl. But watch it. It's behind it. It's propaganda. It's an ill motive. It's still deception. Listen to this, y'all. Sometimes people can say the right thing, right? But their motive is so wrong. It's still deception because the motive behind what we ask is wrong. Let me give you an example. You know, my single sisters, we go to church and you praising God, hallelujah. And a guy comes behind you and he's, oh, praise the Lord. And he's not really trying to praise God. He's trying to praise God to impress you, to get in your draws. That it would be an example. <laughs> that came out of nowhere of propaganda. You understand? People, it's right to praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise him. It's right to praise God. It's right to praise God. But with the motive to impress somebody, you understand what I'm saying? That's a different. It's like, oh, bye, bye. Shout speaking in tongues. They're trying to impress you. So and, and, and I want to clarify this. I'm getting all, I'm just all off. I'm going to go till I'm finished. How about that? Um, That's why you have to have discernment. And you have to truly want to have an authentic relationship with God. Because the spirit of truth will, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it will reveal to you all things. What is yet to come? What are people's motives? What spirit they operated behind? They were talking, well, you too crazy. I heard this about you and I heard that about you. Okay, that's fine. Absolutely. Okay. You're not agreeing. Okay. Because I have a relationship with God and he reveals all truth. All right. So let's talk about what, what, what are their similarities? Truth versus deception. Truth. Um, both are spiritual or spirits. You understand? So people say, I'm spiritual. What does that mean? You can be spiritual and tap into a demonic spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Um, everyone that speaks in tongues is not speaking in tongues by the spirit of God. That's why the Bible says, test every spirit to see if it be of God. You understand what I'm saying? So you're spiritual. Both are spiritual, but it's not God. Okay? I'm taking my time. I'm feeling this thing today. Both lead you to something or somewhere. Listen, both lead you to something or they lead you somewhere. Okay. Uh, and when I was looking up different scriptures and God was just illuminating scriptures to me, I, I found out how uh, the spirit of deception leads you, uh, 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 leads you into destruction. While the spirit of truth leads you into all truth, life, health, strength. But both are leading you. It's a matter of where are they leading you to? Okay. Everyone who's who's come into your life is, is trying to have a motive. Is it a pure motive or is it an impure motive? They are both have consequences and both have rewards. And I'm gonna say it again. Both have consequences and both have rewards. Consequences for truth, absolutely. Uh, and I did a live one last time, so I won't go back over it. But I talked about how when you operate as a true child of God, and as you operate as God has given you uh, utterance, and then you have an authentic relationship with God, it brings persecution from people who operate under the spirit of deception. 
Those are, the rewards are power, authority, dominion, pleasing God, knowing motives, knowing truth. You know, I say this before, what I say this again, the Bible talks about how Elijah, when uh, the prophet, um, he would, God would speak to the prophet, um, what the king was saying in his bed chambers. Let me help you. When you operate and you have the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit living on the side of, on the inside of you, he will tell you what people are. And I'm not talking about hearing voices. Y'all know I'm a therapist. And I'm not talking about hearing demons. I'm talking about he will tell you what people are plotting and planning in their bedchambers. The same guy who did it then will do it again. I'm a whole witness to that. Okay. But but the spirit again, there are consequences and rewards. The consequences in you know when you operate spirit, you you know you come under persecution. Sometimes people don't understand you. You know, oh she's crazy, crazy, and, and I don't understand what's going on with her because they're not operating under the spirit of truth. The spirit of deception is the same way, but it leads you to an opposite thing. There are consequences. The consequences of the spirit of truth is that it leads you to death, hell, and the grave eventually if you continue on in it. There's consequences. Rewards are temporary. It's in front of you. Uh, people who operate in the spirit of deception, they tend to be accepted by the world. The Bible says, Jesus said, you're going to be, you're going to be, for the people who operate in the spirit of truth, Jesus said, you're going to persecute because of me. They're going to be accused you of being demonic because of, because of your allegiance with me. But, but so you, sometimes when you operate in spiritual, you are hated by the world. Watch this though. But, but Jesus, but, but when you operate under the spirit of deception, you tend to be accepted more by the world because the spirit of deception is what is, uh, is, is the, is the pre predominant stronghold that is leading this world. Okay. So, but they oppose one another. They oppose one another. So a lot of times the opposition or the buttoning of hands that you, you you may come across with different people really is because they are operating under the spirit of deception, but you're operating under the spirit of truth and they don't, they hate you, they don't like you for some reason. They may be even jealous of you and they don't really even recognize they're operating under the spirit of deception. Okay, so let's continue uh, going on. Truth is from the heavenly realm found through relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So you cannot operate under the spirit of truth if you have no relationship with God, if you are not a Christian, if you've not confessed Christ. But let's be clear. Some people, there are Christians who have confessed Christ, but they don't necessarily operate under, um, they're not being led by the spirit. They just, you know, 15 years ago, they, Jesus coming to my heart. Maybe they got baptized and that's it. <laughs> you know, they sit Jesus on the corner of their life and he does not, he's not really Lord over their life. So everybody who's a Christian does not mean they necessarily have the spirit of truth operating on the inside of them okay so but the the spirit of truth is uh from a heavenly realm deception is from a uh heavenly realm but not the heavens uh where where jesus dwells and the angels and all that deception is another heavenly realm but it's from a demonic realm found through active involvement and a relationship with the world active involvement through relationship with in the world satanic uh, entities the bible talks about the doctrine of demons Okay. This is why, you, you know, a lot of myself, my colleagues who are faith-based like therapists and even like, um, or counselors who do like inner healing work, we caution people against this. And we always get a lot of clap back because, oh, it's just, it's just entertainment. And it's just a snap. But if you look, really look at the origin of a lot of these things, which I do post scriptures for, by the way, <laughs> uh, when I make statements, uh, a lot of times, uh, they don't understand that it really operate under demonic entity. 
because you've given the Satan access to the spirit uh, to you, which is the spirit of deception. Okay, that's why we don't play games with it. It's not just entertainment. You know what I mean? I don't understand why Christians think it's okay to celebrate Halloween. Like, why? Hey, you choose your demons, you choose your deception. But let's be clear: what you choose, you can choose it however you want to choose it. God said that before you, life and death. But you are not in control of the consequences. See, deception is like a cancer. I know I'm coming hard today, but it's all right. Deception is a cancer. You let it in and it goes unchecked. It will spread throughout your entire life. It will consume you. It will take full control unless it is stopped. The spirit of deception is real. There will be people who go to church, shout, speak in tongues, read scripture, ha ba ba ba, fall out, hang around other Christians operating under the spirit of deception. We're going to talk about how you discern it because you can't control everyone else around you. You can only control you and you can submit yourself to the Holy Spirit in such a way that you are not deceived. Because again, the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, says he'll guide us into all truth. I had times when I'm interacting with someone and I, I kidded you not. Holy Spirit said, shut up, Samaria, shut up, shut up. They're not going to understand you. They're operating under a spirit of deception. All right. So truth is revealed by God's spirit, but deception is revealed by Satan, by evil spirits. And there is, again, the term, the doctrine of Demons. There is do- demons do have their own doctrine. And a lot of the things that we are seeing, particularly on social media and through our world, um, we will find you will find that people, uh, if you look at the doctrine of demons, a lot of what we see, we're seeing, particularly on social media, the things that people are allowing as entertainment into life is nothing more than the spirit of deception. Okay, so Christians can be led by Satan's spirit. Hmm. Hmm. Really? Scenario? Let me look up a scripture. I just realized I didn't look up a scripture. Hold on. Um, I want to make sure I read the scripture. I had some scriptures today, um, and I realized I had one posted. I didn't, I want to say it because it's good. But I'm going to say what I just said again. Hold on. Christians or people who claim to be Christians can be led. Remember that word led by a uh, by Satan's a demonic spirit. Particularly listen to this, particularly when they are carnal and they are not intentionally allowing the Lord to be the um the Lord to be the Lord of their life. The Lord means I don't just, I'm not just a Christian. It means I am submitted to God in every way. You can be a Christian, whether you want to believe it or not, who is led by the spirit of deception. This is a scripture I wanted to read. It's found in second uh, Corinthians 2 10. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. Y'all know that's one of my favorite translations. That's in the King JV. Um, it says, so it's, no, sorry, I said, did I say 2 Corinthians? I meant first. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, uh, starting at the 10th verse, 10 through 15. 
But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. How does God reveal things to us who are led by his spirit, the spirit of truth, by his spirit? For his spirit teaches us everything and shows us God's deep secrets. What does he teach us? Listen to me. Everything. The, uh, the KJV says all things, not some things, all things. And there's some things that God may not reveal to you all at one time because we have to grow mature. And there's a thing called dispensation. He, he reveals it to, to us as we need it. Like, you don't know, the, you don't know the whole, um, what's the word? You don't know everything that God is doing at one time. You're just obedient. And as you got, uh, as you're obedient, God reveals more and more and more. Right. Okay. But he even reveals secrets. What are secrets? Things that are hidden. Things that are hidden. How are they hidden? What do you mean? Hidden to the natural eye. People who are led by the spirit of deception, they only go by what they see, what they think, and what they feel. The, the, the seat place of their emotions. But the spirit of truth is a revealer of God's hidden wisdom. Listen to this. Verse 11. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except for his own, God's own spirit. So the Holy Spirit spiritual is God's own spirit. And we have not received God's spirit. And excuse me, let me, uh, verse 12, excuse me. And we have received God's spirit. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So it teaches us there's God's spirit and then the spirit that's governing this world. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, verse 13, uh, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. There's some things that look like they're human wisdom. Well, I don't believe, I, I, I always find it funny on Facebook. People always say, well, I don't believe this and I don't believe that. I'm like, what does the Bible have to say? That's number one. And number two, your wisdom and your and what you think has nothing to do with God's wisdom, what God thinks. It looks good doesn't mean it is good. The apple look good to eat. Remember uh, from the beginning, Genesis, the apple looked like it was good and it was pleasing to the eye. It looked good. So your, your feelings cannot dictate what God says. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but I tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us. Listen to this. They're given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. This is why that people cannot understand true spiritual truths from the Holy Spirit. Uh, or that I don't think that that's right. Well, based on your feelings. Because God has to reveal it to him by his spirit. This is why I said those who truly worship must worship in spirit and in truth. How? In spirit and in truth. But people who aren't spiritual or people who are not led by the Holy Spirit, verse 14, can't receive the truth from God's spirit. This is why people who are carnal or who are led by the spirit of deception cannot understand what God is doing because they cannot receive the spirit of truth. It all sounds foolishness to them. They cannot understand it. And for all those who are spiritual, um, and, uh, and only those who are led by the spirit can understand what the spirit says for those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated. The reason why they don't understand you, I'm talking to me. The reason why people don't understand you is because the people that are, who don't understand you are not led by the spirit. There's something when you are led by the spirit, you know, in your Noah 
that is God. But you cannot be evaluated by people who are spiritual. Um, the K- New King James Version says, but the um, what it says, but the natural man, uh, verse 14, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. But he who 15, for he was spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightfully judged by no one. They can't understand you. They don't get you because they are not led by the same spirit. We they they may say you serving the same God, but they, they they're not, and they're not led by the spirit of God. They're led by the spirit of deception. Okay, so, so we're gonna talk about the difference between spiritual, um, um, the spirit of truth and the spirit of wisdom. Spiritual truth can only be revealed according to that scripture we just read. To those who have God's spirit on the inside of them, that's living, listen, active and breathing in them. Okay. And I talk about Christians, you got saved 20 years ago. You don't, you know, you don't ever talk to God or he's on a shelf somewhere. You talk to him when you're in trouble. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who have a daily relationship with God. They're connected with people who are led by the same spirit, other Christians, okay, other believers, but they have an active breathing relationship with God. Okay, yeah, these truths are hidden. The same truth is hidden from those who are not led by the spirit of God. So they're not led by the spirit of God. They're led by the spirit of deception. This is why those who are not led by the Holy Spirit or the spirit of truth are actively imposing or in opposition to you. We don't serve the same God. We're not led by the same spirit. We don't know the same things because because my life. Is, and I'm not bragging, is led by the Holy Spirit. You know, and I am a true witness, y'all, not bragging. God will speak to you concerning any and everything. Now, when you have an issue or problem, or when you just need to talk to God, He's not going to talk to you right away. I mean, something, let me, let me clarify. Doesn't mean He's going to give you the answer that you need right away, is what I'm saying. That's why you have to be patient. And, and, and be led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you are uh, seeking God about an issue and God don't give you the answer the first week. He doesn't resolve the issue the first week. Sometimes he's trying to teach you some things. I was just listening to, um, uh, I think it was uh, Pastor Herman. Also, I mean, this, I mean, I, I, I went to my church this morning, but then I went to the, his virtual church or that virtual church. And when I tell you that was an awesome word, I was awesome word. Anyway, but it teaches us how God can reveal things to you and not reveal things to people that are coming against you. I'm not gonna tell all the truth because it was so good, and um, it was just good. I watched the message two times. Then another message I watched, and I watched it three times. Or, or just anyway, it was good. Anyway, <laughs> but let's talk about the spirit of deception. I have to ask. We have to ask ourselves what what spirit is leading us. What spirit is leading this? You understand what I'm saying? So the spirit of truth is, uh, excuse me, the spirit of deception hides. It hides truth from you. I'm not always of the, of the uh, 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 persuasion. If you can't have a cold conversation with someone up front, and if you got to have secret conversation with someone like about someone, like you had to, like you had closed doors, and then you have a conversation about, let me tell you what we ought to do about such and such. That's the spirit of deception. If you're really truthful, just say it up front. Just don't be rude about it. Anyway, it shows partiality. Spirit of deception has an unfair bias. 
unfair bias. It's based upon listening to this limited information. The information that we see with our eyes, our physical eyes, our emotions, that's the spirit of deception that's leading us because our emotions cannot, our emotions cannot, should not make decisions. That's why Jeremiah says that our heart is deceitfully wicked. Our own heart. That's how he says, oh, just follow your heart. It'll never lead you wrong. The devil is a lie. <laughs> your heart will lead you wrong, wrong. This is why you have people in relationships that they were never supposed to be a part of because they just follow their heart. This is why our scripture says we got to guard our heart for out of it flows the issues of life. Everybody shouldn't have access to your heart. Everybody should have access to your body. Everybody should have access to your home. Everyone should have access to you. Everybody. All right, let's go. We're going to read another scripture here. I'm going to take my time. Like I said, I'm going to finish. I'm finished when I'm done. Um, the Bible talks about how in Matthew 24, 4 through 13, for the sake of time, I was going to read all, but I'm not. Um, well, maybe I am. Hang with me. It's the word. It'll give you so great. It's New Living Translation, Matthew 24. Starting at the four first. I may skip around. I may not. Hey, Jesus told them, don't let, don't let anyone, uh, anyone mislead you. Verse number four, don't let anyone Miss you. Now, anyone, I'm trying not to get lost, means anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they say, I'm your friend. We best friends. We blood brothers. We church members. Don't let anyone mislead you or lead you astray. As another translation says, for verse five, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the, the Messiah. And watch it. They will deceive many. They will deceive how many? Many. Okay, and I'm gonna skip all over, down. Verse six talks about rumors of wars and threats of wars. Not so not what we hear experiencing nowadays. Um, verse number seven talks about nation against nation. Um, verse number eight talks about um, birth pains. Again, skipping all over that because of, for the sake of time. Verse nine says, "Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed." I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you this is how the spirit of deception is coming to this world. You will be hated all over the world because of your followers, um, because you are followers of me. And again, I'm not going to go there. I did a live last time on the spirit of how to deal with persecution and, and, and why we come under persecution as a believer. Um, but watch this, verse 11, skipping all around. And many false prophets will, watch this, many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Now I want to say that again, verse 11, because they use that word many, how many times? I think two times, no, three times. Two times in verse 11, one time in verse 12. So it's repeating itself. Whenever whenever you read a scripture, you read words that are repeating itself, it means you got to hone in. What does this mean? Verse 11, and many false prophets will appear. Many. Because now everyone's enamored by the prophetic. And I'm not I'm not against the prophetic. I, I love the prophetic. It's one of my gifts as well. So I'm not knocking it. Okay. But there's a fascination with prophets and 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 and, and people who want to tell everyone, hey, that's what they told us. That we will go back to normal last year. Many false prophets will appear and they will deceive many. A lot of times they will deceive many because they want to they, they prophesy what you want to hear, not necessarily out of the counsel of God. 
God wants great things for you. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to have favor. God wants you, but there's also a process of waiting. I wrote my first book I ever wrote. First book, y'all, you can find it at my website. I don't think you can find it at Amazon, but you can check it out. It's called No Promise Without a Process, The Makings of a, of a True Prophet. So what happens is God has great things for us. So we don't want to just have a doom and gloom. I just got to wait for heaven. No, God has great things for us. He wants you to have that house. He wants you to have that car. He wants you to be uh, prosperous. He wants your business to grow, but he wants you to have a great ministry, but he wants it. He has to prepare you through processing. False prophets tell you what you want to hear right then and there. You know, oh, it's okay. They don't deal with your sin. But the Bible says they'll deceive many. And it says sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. Now, when I read Mark, uh, so that was Matthew 24, 4 through 13. I skipped over a little bit. But also, if you read the same kind of context in Mark chapter 13, verse 22, it says, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear. Okay? Um. And it says, and they will perform signs and wonders. Oh, wait a minute. They they added something else into it. There are people who will perform signs and wonders and still deceive many. So just because you go to church and you see if someone, I'm a prophet. I'm not, you know, you know, okay, that's nice. But if someone is sitting there and go, I'm a prophet and oh, and signs and wonders, such as jumped out of a car. Well, I mean, jumped out of a car, jumped up from the wheel, from wheelchair. The prophet called my my name out and knew the last four digits of my social security number and all this kind of stuff. I'm not telling you. I'm I'm not saying the prophetic is not real. I mean, I'm saying you cannot base. Uh, uh, a true prophet purely based upon how accurately they can prophesy because false prophets again according to mark 13 verse 22 they will perform signs and wonders and because of those signs and wonders because these are people only led but remember what we said about being led by their carnal flesh they will be see they will deceive many in the bibles if possible even the very life give me a few more minutes we will talk about how not to fall prey to the spirit of deception i'm trying to get ahead of myself but you got to be a fruit inspector I for I was talking about I don't understand for the life of me how people can believe people who have no fruit manifested in their life. They, you know, they got all kinds of opinions about other people. You gossip about other people and have not produced any fruit. That's one indication. You know, people buy their fruit. Facts about deception. This is found in the Dakes uh, annotated Bible. I'm gonna read this really quickly. I'm gonna skip over it. Um, because I want to get to my stuff, okay? But again, Dakes annotated Bible, my Bible readers, my stuff, people who really gonna want to dissect the, the scriptures. Uh, if you can get a hold of a Dakes annotated Bible, um, it will bless your whole life, okay? So it talks about facts about deception. And I'm gonna go this quickly, give you the scripture. Please look it up on your own time. Just be in the habit of no matter how uh, much someone teaches the word, whether it be myself or someone else, or even your leaders, not not coming against anybody's leaders, make sure you make it a, a, a practice to have a relationship with scripture yourself. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about ways to not fall prey to the spirit of deception, but that's gonna be one of them. So it says it's falsehood, okay? Facts about deception is, is falsehood. It means to reject the truth. That's Psalms 119, 18. It comes from the heart. When someone is deceived, it first comes from the scripture, Mark 7, 20, uh, Mark 7, excuse me, chapter uh, ch chapter 7, verses 20 through 22. And it talks about how what comes out of a man, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks from within, from within, out of a Excuse me. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. I'm talking too fast. <laughs> it basically talks about how you know someone by what they speak out of their mouth. 
Okay. Um, out of the thoughts of man come evil thoughts, adultery, fornications, murder, things in it. So you know what's in someone's heart and you know the, 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 the spirit by which they operate in based upon what they say out of their mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay. Uh, I'll put them a three from thanks of the characters of the heart. Okay. Uh, deception comes from the characteristics of the heart, which is why Jeremiah says above all else, the heart is deceptively weak. Oh, deceptive. Decept, deceitfully, excuse me, wicked. Okay, it, uh, uh, the spirit of deception, um, God greatly dislikes. He is disgusted by the spirit of deception. Psalms five and six. Um, the spirit of deception wants us to delve into forbidden fruit or forbidden things. Okay, First um, Peter three. In 10. Okay. I'm skipping all over that. Not going to a lot of detail about that. Um, uh, six, but a life in Christ frees us from the spirit of remember a life, a life is not just, I go to church and I confess Jesus as my savior back in 1982. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have your life. Your life is in Christ. Okay. So a life that's active in Christ frees us from the spirit. It has to be active because things will always come up. That's the thing. Like you can be sure about one thing and then a situation comes up or you hear something. This is really what happened to me uh, when I was in college, <clears throat> actually my freshman year of college. Um, I've been raised in church all my life and taught to study the word in scripture, but not necessarily taught in detail how to study the word. And so I, when I started hearing all these different um, concepts and theories, and um, I remember I had one professor, he was, he was, he was sure enough anti-God, uh, but he would have all kinds of opinions. And we got two debates and whatnot. And so what I would do is when I hear these things, no one ever taught me uh, in, what to be, do in defense of scripture. And I know that's not a good word to use. Like, how do you take a world concept or a human concept? It sounds right and looks good, but what does that, what does the Bible have to say? Like, I never, I never learned that. I just learned you to read scripture. Um, but so what I'll go back to do is I will go back to my dorm room. Shout out to my uh, friend. Um, her name was Vanessa. Vanessa brought me this Bible. It's called the Rock, the Rock Bible. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I was I was dissecting scripture. I was in a new environment. I just really was getting the scripture. But I would hear these things, and I would go back to my room for these professors and these professors that were anti God. They said they weren't. They were you know members of the church. And I used to be a minister and all the kind of stuff. But they really were, but you could tell by their fruit. And so I would say, God, I heard about this and I heard about that. Like, what does that have to say? What do you say? What do you mean about that? And so in me establishing a relationship with God, I was able to like look up how this human wisdom and what God really had to say concerning the matter. And that's when I really honestly started falling in love with scripture, even though I was saved when I got saved, became a Christian when I was um, eight years old. And I, like I said, I was taught like this, what you're supposed to do as a Christian, you're just supposed to read the Bible. And so I did, and I got some good stuff. But when I really started learning how to dissect the word of God and really like have a relationship with God and say, God, my professor says this. Like, I don't, and it sounds okay, I guess, but I don't know. God never is going to judge us when we don't know something. He He wants us to seek of him. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to, um, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly teaching you how to not fall prey to the spirit of deception. The spirit of deception must be put aside. First Peter 2 and 1. And listen to this, false witnesses use the spirit of deception. I saw Samaria, and Samaria said this. And you know what, let me just go ahead and say this. I don't really care who does not like it. I really just don't care. Um, I have people say things to me 
I heard you said this and I heard you said that. I'm like, no, I didn't. I heard it. And it had to be the same person. And I constantly have to keep, and I don't, I don't do this anymore, y'all. I've been delivered from the opinions of other people. But if I hear somebody constantly saying something that I never said, never thought to say, wasn't well, part of my character, I know that person is operating under the spirit of deception. Because the spirit of deception is always a false witness. They always twist things against people who are truly living for God. Mary did this and Mary did that. And she's this and she's that. Always got accusations against people who operating under the spirit of God. That's how you know. Because even if you have, if you operate under the spirit of truth, you don't come with accusations and you don't, you don't gossip. People who gossip and always got uh, uh, that, that's not discernment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, saints, I want you to pray uh for uh for uh, Pastor John Doe, because I heard he was in a, a situation. Let's, let's let's get together and pray. You not you you gossiping, you under the spirit of deception. Hello, <laughs> hello. Okay, now uh, I'm not gonna read this. I mean, okay, I am. I am gonna read this scripture. I'm gonna go run past my time, y'all. Um, stick with me, pause it if you have to. For those who watch the playback, um, it'll be okay, you know, just go ahead, pause it, and do something else. And uh, <laughs> and if you have to come back, it's gonna be fine, okay? I mean, for those who watch the replay, sign someone is operating under the spirit of deception. So, what I did is found uh, Ephesians 4 17 through 32. Again, that is a very uh, long scripture, I'm not gonna read that. Um, in this entire, just take out little pieces of it. But again, you want to read uh, Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. Um, now at the 17th verse, which is really something we got to deal with, it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused and their minds are full of darkness. Their minds are doing what? Full of darkness. People who are deceived are full of darkness. Okay. They wander from a life of God they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and they're hardened their hearts against them. Oftentimes, people who have a spirit of deception truly have hardened their heart against God. That's why when things happen, you struggle, you have trials, you have tribulations, things that you don't understand. Don't harden your heart against God. If you're really God, why am I going through this? If you're really God, why am I going Pastor Herman talked about that this morning. Like, if you're really God, then don't allow what you go through cause you to question who, who God is. You can say, God, I don't understand, but don't go over because you, you, you slowly are giving the, the, the Satan access to, uh, to deceive you. Okay. God, the Satan always wants to question, have us question our faith and cause us to, um, not believe God. Okay. That's when he gets the victory. So we're not going to do that. Okay, now um, I'm going to just go over some of the things that uh, uh, Ephesians 4 says. And like I said, read it on your own time. Okay, so characteristics of someone who operates under the spirit is that they believe lies is truth. I'm telling y'all, you could, we, we got you on camera still and says, we got evidence. We got receipts. No, I did. No, I didn't. And they're not lying. They truly don't believe it. <laughs> um, now as a disclaimer, there are times y'all, and, and it's not to offend anybody, but I'm going to tell you the whole truth. Okay. There are times when the spirit of deception can be a mental illness. Okay. All mental illnesses are not just mental illnesses. Sometimes there's a deeper root in it okay things like delusional disorder i'm you know i'm not trying to throw shade i am convinced there are people who operate under delusional disorder 
delusional disorder, some psychotic symptoms. Um, um, uh, people hear, are hearing voices and things that they believe things to be true, uh, even though it's not. You know, um, I had someone recently that I had to uh, refer to a different service, but they truly believe that people are showing up at their door. There's nobody there. Okay. Samaria, hey, can you call me? Like there's somebody uh, outside of my window. Police have come. There's nobody there. Spirit of deception. Okay. So my clinicians, um, I don't know if I'll post this to my podcast. I may, I may not know this is kind of like go, going off the kilter of, uh, counseling, but if you are a spirit led counselor, you are going to be confronted with, and again, I, I want to clarify, not always the case as apostle, um, says it's not every month illness is not here, but there's always an underlying spirit. Sometimes a person can cross over into the spirit of deception. Okay. People are paranoid. You think, you know, and again, it's not mental illness. It's just, you just paranoid. You always think someone's talking about you. Someone's coming against you. Someone's lying on you. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody didn't do something for you. So someone, someone told me recently, I was jealous of them. This person I know is God is honest truth. Ain't, 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 ain't got spirit of deception. Clearly, clearly has nothing I want. But again, accusations. Remember that. Okay, so again, my Christian counselors, those who do therapy and things of that nature, you will come across, particularly if you know how to use your, again, we're going to, this is where we're intersect mental illness and, and spiritual stuff uh, and use your, your, uh, your DSM-5. But if you really look at some of the disorders that even go along, there's a spirit of deception that is, um, that is present. Now, it can be, there are levels to it, right? There are levels to it. Sometimes when someone is anxious, they can say, I'm not. And then they're worried, they're, they're doubting themselves. I can't do this. What if I do this? I can't. And it triggers anxiety in them. It doesn't mean they're full on spirit of deception. It just means they have a false sense of themselves, a false narrative, a false identity. Right. Um, and so again, just basic things. Right. And you can go to my website at samaricobra.com. I have a lot of trainings and things of that nature. And if there's a trainer you want me to put on, um, and do like e-learning stuff like that, just shoot me a quick email. It'll be found at my website. Okay. Uh, uh so again, so spirit of deception, they are angry. They're full of abusive language. You understand what I'm saying? Um, bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, unforgiving, minds full of darkness. The another scripture talk, they, they always are their 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 minds are um are full of divisive. Their minds are divisive. They're always thinking about something evil. Okay, slander, they're unforgiving, closed mind, they have hardened hearts, they have no shame. This is what I do, and that's it. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'll buck it. And I, and I'm a Christian, but I fight you too. You have a spirit of deception. I, I'm a Christian. But I buck if you uh, neck, if you buck, if you, if that's what we're going to do, you have a spirit of deception. No shame. This is what I do. And that's it. You just slipping, dipping and sinning. And you have no shame about it. It's one thing to struggle with something. It's one thing to struggle. Okay, because when you get saved, all the time does not mean every, I mean when you first become a Christian that life is wonderful, and you're never just gonna sin ever again in your life. There's some things you struggle with, maybe addiction or something like that, and so you may have to go back into the same environment. So I'm not knocking those. So I'm telling people, I, well, this is what I do, or they use the grace of God as a means to continue to and sin. This this is what we did, and and don't, and don't feel bad about it. And then you say something, well, sis, you know the Bible say. Oh, you judging me? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! When did somebody tell you? To, when? When 
when is someone telling you the truth judgment you are going to face judgment and no you cannot use the grace of god i don't care what anybody said there's no scripture for that that teaches us i can live any old kind of way and still make it i don't care if you confessed your heart to jesus 20 years ago and you go to church every day if you actively keep participating in sin fornication adultery uh, all kinds of things and listen you you're not going to heaven Hey man, tangent. Let's keep moving. Listen, the spirit of sin, the deception hinders their knowledge of God. That keeps them from a true relationship with God. They're led by pride and sin. Led by pride and sin. Okay? They're proud of injustice. They secretly conceal hate. There are people that hate you and they will smile in your face. Hey, Sister Samaria, how you doing? Hey, Sister John Doe, how you doing? And hate you. That's why Cain killed Abel. You don't see them having an argument. You don't see them having a disagreement. Cain killed his own brother, Abel, because Abel was righteous. Your own brother, your own sister, your own uncle, your own cousins, will assassinate your character when they are operating under the spirit of deception. They will kill you if they operate. And I mean, sometimes there are people who have been killed. Okay. We can, we can't gloss over that. Okay. But I'm talking about they will kill your character, try to assassinate your business, try to assassinate your life, try to assassinate your ministry. Why? They don't like you. They don't even know why they don't like you. Everyone around you, everyone around you loves you, but they don't like you. Why? It's that spirit of deception on the inside of them. It encourages sin. So never you got somebody that said, I'm in ministry, but I'm encouraging. Go ahead and do what you want to do, sis. They encourage you to sin. Now, again, I'm not talking about struggle. I'm not talking about, hey, I just came out of a bad situation and I'm working on it. And I'm processing my through. And salvation is, or sanctification, excuse me, is a process. It's not a one-time event. Like I told them when I was young, it's a process. But they encourage, go ahead and do it. Years ago, I'm going past my time, y'all, but I am almost done. I had a friend, and I'll never forget, I had, she had this pastor, right? And, and she was a pastor, I think daughter or something like that. But he, they knew, I, they were they were really coming against me. They, you know, they were they were Christians, and I was Christian, so I was Christian, living in holiness, and they, you know, they didn't. And I never get the pastor, well, you can go ahead, have your little, you know, go ahead and do your little thing, if God understands, because we got, you know, he, he is under grace. He was telling me to go and sin. Because I was too much of a cornball or too square for them telling me to go and sin because under grace, spirit of deception encourages sin. That's Proverbs 2017. The um deceives the soul, wicked imagination. They conceive of wicked imaginations. They believe this is what you see in, in nowadays in a crossless Christ. That simply means they don't, we, we want the promises of God, but we don't believe in the cross that Jesus calls us to carry. So yeah, God wants to be blessed and God wants us to have walk in confidence and self-esteem. He wants your business to grow. He wants you to be uh, um, uh, blessed and highly favored in every area of your life. But there's a cross that comes with following Christ. They don't want to do that. Okay. Compromising. Compromising Christians operate under the spirit of deception. They always have a problem. That's why the you, 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 you Christians, you religious folk, spirit of deception for which we will face judgment. 
And counterfeit authority, counterfeit authority, counterfeit anointing, counterfeit anointing. Listen, we can stop right there, saints and friends, and we can really break that down. What is a counterfeit authority and what is a counterfeit anointing? But not today, not today. But my God, I feel that one. All right. Now. Y'all, okay. We are, <laughs> I had notes, y'all. These are my notes. See, um, we're gonna continue on, and then I think we have last. We almost, we, we for real, almost done. Uh, first Timothy, you can read it on your own time. Talks about how First Timothy six, four, and five. It talks about how they are, excuse me, driven by the deceitfulness of riches. Okay. So they talk based upon uh, what the desire is, not based upon truth. Okay. No true repentance. Despise things of God and they despise people that are godly. Second Corinthians <laughs> uh, 10 and 11 talks about the difference between. Um, hold on, y'all. That I forgot the chapter. Second Corinthians chapter seven, excuse me, verse 10 and 11. It talks about that how, and that you read on your own time, there's a difference between a godly sorrow and a worldly sorrow. But there are two different types of sorrow. There's godly sorrow again, and then there's the worldly sorrow. So what's the difference? Godly sorrow produces repentance. But repentance, if it does not, you do not change your character, it's still repentance. You can say I repent, but if you're still trying to observe the will of God or step outside of the will of God, you're still op- you're not operating under God's sorrow because God's sorrow means repentance. It is change, change your behavior. It's not based upon confession alone. So you say, "Oh God, forgive me for all my sins," and then you turn around, keep doing the exact same thing. You're not operating under a true godly repentance. Okay. So, um, true repentance means it, three things happen when you truly repent. Okay. And you're godly. So you confess, you do face the pain that you have caused others. You, you, the, the veil is taken over your eyes. So you're not like, I didn't do anything to anybody. No, when you, when you truly are in true repentance, you do face the pain that you have caused others and you ask for forgiveness. Okay. This is what the Bible says. If your brother offends you, okay. Um, leave your gift at the altar and go talk to your brother. Okay, that's what happens when godly sorrow is produced. Okay, uh, however, worldly sorrow produces death. It is motivated by the end of the oh, okay, I'm apologize to you because they just want it's like they kind of just want to do the lip service so that they can get whatever uh, results or whatever they want. Like, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm gonna be nice to you because I want to get something from you, that kind of thing. Okay, it still leads you into spiritual blindness. So if you repent and you are still spiritually blind, then you have a worldly sorrow that's not going to help you in any way. It's still going to lead you to to the death and destruction. There is confession with a worldly sorrow, but no change. Again, there is confession. Again, these are people, you know, again, example of that could be, could be y'all, or uh, is people who are in an abusive relationship, let's say a domestic violent relationship, right? And the person that you're in a relationship with keeps doing the same thing. Maybe they come, they hurt you, and then they come and say, oh, I'm so sorry I did that. I, I won't ever do it again. I'm so sorry. They're doing that to get back in good graces with you so you don't uh, leave or, or dismiss them out of, their, of, out of your life. 
but they haven't produced change because the same thing keeps happening over and over again. That's how it is with people in our lives. Um, you have to discern character. If someone says, and they appear to be authentic and, and truly sorry, if they appear to be, remember, we're not based upon uh, uh, appearances. We're based upon what the word of God has to say. If they appear to be authentic and then they confess and then they go right behind you, the exact same thing that they did uh, before they apologize, that is a worldly sorrow produces death and they're not really sorry. And it is superficial. Worldly sorrow is superficial. Uh, uh, they confess because they got caught. Listen to this. They confess because they got caught, not really because they truly godly sorrow. Godly sorrow truly produces repentance. It leads us back to right relationship with God. And it allows the spirit of truth to begin to come in and, and take away this deceptive nature that we have been operating under. Okay. Uh, Galatians 1 8 says anyone who teaches a different gospel you're going to have to really watch out for people who that's why you have to have a relationship with scripture watch out for people who teach a different gospel okay uh, John 16 13 says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide us into what all truth some truth little bit truth no all truth he will not speak on his own but he will tell you what he but you have Excuse me. Let me let me say it again. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Um, the King James Version says he will tell you what is yet to come. The reason why people who are in darkness don't know what is yet to come because the Holy Spirit cannot reveal. You can say, hey, this is getting ready to happen today. They don't believe it. You know why? They operate under the spirit of truth. But the wonderful thing where you could take comfort in, regardless of what your situation looks like right now, you know you operate under the spirit of God. If God said this is going to happen for you, it's going to happen for you. If God said this is what's going to do, what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Just show as God, because God is not a liar. People lie, but God is not. People change their mind. God does not. Okay, that's a whole word right there. Okay, um, so it guides us into all truth. Okay, uh, it helps us to rightfully discern. Because remember, I said things look like and they appear to be truth and you sit next to somebody and they shouting and bucking and, and y'all just praising God together but the when the rubber reaches the road when it comes down to the end one of that person may be living a lie the other person living in truth there's a difference okay the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance patience self-control holiness it's still right let the, let the, let the, let the church say amen to that Okay, the spirit should help us to discern what's right from wrong. Okay, it leads you to a real life and a real authentic relationship with God that's not based upon compromise. Okay, um, when you operate the spirit and truth, signs and wonders will follow you to those who do what believe. And believe is not just superficial, you gotta believe on God, it's not just superficial. I believe. Belief comes from in the true and authentic God. I believe you at your word. Okay, we're almost done, y'all. Real signs and wonders by the Spirit of God. Remember, we said the Spirit of Deception can do signs and wonders. So signs and wonders cannot be the only preferences by which we uh, that we discern that we discern truth. Excuse me. <laughs> we have power over Satan and demons. We have authority over everything that's come against and opposing us. Uh, the spirit of truth gives you convic conviction, not condemnation. So it simply means this. Uh, let's say you do something wrong or maybe you mistreat somebody. That doesn't mean because you're still in the flesh. The spirit of truth comes or the Holy Spirit will convict you. Hey, go get that right. 
when the spirit of truth is on the inside of you, no one has to say, you know, you, you, you mistreated that person. You don't talk to that person now. Well, you don't do that. When the spirit of truth is there, it convicts you to get things right or to do things differently or to not steal or not kill or not destroy someone. Okay. It convicts you. Um, but does not condemn you. Condemn is like judgment, release you into hell. It does not condemn you when you operate in spirit. It convicts you. When you are in a bad place, a place of deception, when you can, when you can not be convicted of what you do. Because we're gonna do wrong. Like you know, what I mean, we're, we're we're human beings. Sometimes you do things and you don't even know that you've done things. You know, maybe you talk to someone in a harsh way and you didn't know. Like I this true story, y'all. Um, because you know, I'm I'm a therapist, y'all. I deal with uh, um I deal with insurance contracts, a true story, y'all. And they have released one of the contracts that I had and uh, have, they had released a change and I felt like I was not informed of the change. So they wasn't trying to pay me, you know, girl, women needs to get paid for this, you know, service because I have bills. Okay. And so she said, Oh, well, we can't pay you because such and such. Now, uh, and this, this happened last year. Such and such, you didn't fill this form correctly, which too, I didn't fill the form correctly. But then I had to go and get signatures. And it's like in the middle of COVID, it's hard to go and get, get signatures. Okay. I've updated my system now so we can get signatures very easily. But now I had to go back, get signatures for these forms for clients. You know what I'm saying? It was just a big old mess. And they told me at the last minute. So I wasn't very nice to the lady. I was like, First of all, <laughs> <laughs> y'all I'm, I'm just telling you too i was upset because oh, like, dang it you know getting it sounded to me so small but like it's like getting signatures from clients y'all are seeing what they don't answer their phone and then you know gotta deal with email and pick up your email sign up form it back hits me you just and i was like y'all i'm giving an extra step and i'm trying to see these clients i was kind of nasty. i ain't gonna lie i was nasty to her but then I had to think about it a couple days later. I realized she's just doing this person just doing their job. Like she didn't come up with the form. But again, there was a Holy Spirit convicting me. You don't treat people like that. I was generally frustrated. I had a moment. I truly, 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 truly try to treat people the way in which I want to be treated. Sometimes I'll be honest. I got back. I have been back into a corner where I'm just like, I am saved all my life because you're real ignorant. Not this person though. Not this person. Um, so I called her back and I emailed her and I was like, listen, I'm really sorry. I was like, it's not your fault. You're doing a great job. Um, you're very kind to me. I, I do apologize for the way I was talking to you. I was very frustrated to know about this form. I need to be changed at the last minute. Um, but I do apologize. And I'm so sorry that I talked to you in that manner. I didn't curse out. I was just really very snappy and rude. Like, <sighs> like you know what I mean? Um, and I apologize. She, and she accepted my apology. And it was fine. The point I make with all that is that no one had to say, hey, you know, you you didn't. And I'm like, I'm not the pillar of righteousness. Like, I do everything right. No one had to say, Samaria, you don't, you don't talk to. You, you, she was really rude. She don't. She Because it's true. The, the woman that come up with the form, she, she, I will, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't her fault. It just is what it is. And insurance companies do that all the time. They'll update stuff. Excuse me. Change stuff. And sometimes as providers, we don't even always aware and it can get very frustrating, particularly for myself when I have like over like multiple contracts to, to keep up with and to figure out what this is. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it works. It's fine. I don't want to discourage anybody. But the point I make with all that is the Holy Spirit convicted me. He didn't say you going to hell because you talked to her. He just said, go and get it right. And I did. I generally, truly try to treat people the way I want to be treated. However, however, it's a journey, y'all. 
because I've had experiences that people just back me into a corner or they, you know, they keep digging at you, digging at you, digging at you. They say wrong things to you. And then you, they just think you're so Christian. You know, you know, you're not going to say anything back. Um, I believe in checking people in a righteous way. Like this is not going to happen past today. And the people that I don't deal with because of the level of disrespect. And I'm not going to even put myself in that predicament to be even have to go there with someone, but the Holy spirit will convict you. Okay. Um, uh, Apostle Apostle Murray said this. Um, he said, "Don't count gain as godliness." And that is true. Don't be deceived by how many people, how many friends, how many how people who are advancing, because it doesn't necessarily mean it's of God. And at the end of the day, we're yes, it's great to be successful and have great things and be and 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 have success. It truly is. But if it is not through God, it's it's it does it's not gonna matter. You know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't matter. Only what we do for Christ will last. Only what we do for Christ will Christ. And I would hate to be someone that became so successful in all these things. And then I get to judgment. I get to God. He said, but that ain't, that ain't what I told you to do. Okay. Just because it's grown does not mean it's God. Cancer grows. Okay. Hatred go, grows. Presence grows. Just because it's growing, it's large, and, it's, and it looks prosperous does not mean that it is God. Okay. The spirit of truth is birthed also through holiness. You cannot operate in the spirit of truth and you continually habitually sin like it's nothing. I'm not talking about my struggle, people. Maybe you just confess Christ and you're learning the process of sanctification. You're learning how to develop a relationship with God that that slowly takes away those desires and, and helps us to live a life full that's led by the Holy Spirit. You have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have to learn how to dissect scripture. You have to learn how to even pray. You know, you have to learn about the gifts of the spirit. These are things that you learn through process. So I'm not referring to, I'm talking about these people that you just out there while and not like it ain't nothing, but you know better. Okay. And humility. Um, spirit truth also give you words of knowledge. Again, I already talked about that. You will know if you operate in the spirit of truth. What people, not everybody. Okay. What, what God will release to you on a need to know basis, what you need to know. It, it don't matter if it's, if it, it does not matter if it's a secret, okay? God will release it and reveal it to you. And I would encourage you when he does that, shut up. Do not say, oh, the Lord told me. And this is what I found. Oh, I got the juice now. Play your cards, put them on the table. That's not a bad, that's not a good analogy, but you get what I'm saying? Shut up because if God has revealed something to you, he's going to work it something together for your good, okay? Um. You see the truth when you operate in spirit truth, and you see it even when it's hidden in counterfeit. Like you could be hearing someone talk and, and they sound good, but it's a counterfeit anointing. It's a counterfeit ministry. It's a counterfeit tongue. Okay. That's why you have to be careful what you read, careful what you think, careful what you put in your spirit. Okay. You know, when I was young, we would, uh, we would sing a song, be careful little ears what you hear. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down below. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And then we go ears, eyes. You have to be careful what you dissect into your mind because it, it, it's it's going to have a motive to lead you into something. All right. Um. Again, that scripture. Not stand corrected. I, I mentioned the wrong scripture, but it's Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three. Um, when people get to judgment, and they'll say, and God will say, "Hey, depart from me, you workers of iniquity." How does someone 
go in ministry, casting out demons in the name of Jesus, doing these works in the name of Jesus. And Jesus still say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And that's Matthew 7, 21 through 23. And Jesus still says that. It teaches you the level of deception that someone can be into. They think because they speak in tongues, because they're building a great business, because they grow to building great ministry, but because people are all in awe of them and they attract masses, they think that that is an indication that they're being led by God. And God will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And that's why we don't want to be deceived. As a matter of fact, I, I told the live folks um, a while back, I said how um, maybe about three or four years ago, I was just going through Facebook and noticing this minister that um, I followed and kind of respected very much so. And I just remember thinking, I remember thinking, and I'm not saying this person is operating in spirit of deception, but you got you to just go with me here. I remember thinking, oh, such and such. I said, and I, I didn't pray it. I just thought, I said, he must be so anointed. He is everywhere i mean every time i'm on television i don't have television now every time i <laughs> every time i did some you know i just always see the person on, on on preaching here teaching there and i never forget god spoke to my thoughts in the side of spirit of truth works he always speak you ain't got to say god what does this mean he'll speak to your thoughts he said i'm not impressed by platforms i'm not impressed by that I said, okay, Jesus, thank you, Lord. And I heard an audible voice. So God will speak to you in different ways. And we may talk later about discerning the voice of God. One of the ways in which God speaks is through his uh, word, but he does speak to you in an audible voice. Okay. That's one of the ways. Okay. So don't, don't always be thinking, okay, God, speak to me. And you were waiting for somebody knocking on your door. Okay. Sometimes we speak through dreams and visions. Sometimes he speaks to uh, other people, our leaders, things of that nature. So how do you know someone operates under the spirit of truth versus the spirit of deception? How do you know? Let's go back to Matthew 7, 17 to 21. Read real quick. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. I remember a pastor said years ago, not my pastor, but a different pastor. He said, I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. And I would encourage you guys, you ain't got to be judgmental, but you do have to be a fruit inspector. Verse 18, a good, tree, a good tree can't produce bad fruit. A good tree. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20, so yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Come on, saints. That ain't deep, but it's profound. You can identify people by their actions. Okay, by the and I'm and I'm not talking about you know you you had some time where you you, you fell off in the carnality, you were struggling, you didn't handle things correct. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about when the human side of us comes in. I'm talking about consistency means something. Okay, by the time you produce fruit, a seed has been planted and it's grown. Now that is your character. Okay, that's not that's not a oops. That's not a, oh, I just found that out. Well, I didn't know. That's that's your character that has that seeped down inside. Okay, so how do we operate under the spirit of truth? We have to operate under true repentance. True repentance. Okay, true repentance. I'm not gonna go back because I already uh, talked about that. Point number two: you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I would 
be filled with the Holy Spirit. Evidence by speaking in tongues. Now, there are some people that believe that once you confess Christ as your Savior, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. I do not believe that. You have to confess Christ as your Savior and then ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, and you know, again, some people don't speak in tongues. I, I've heard people say, oh, you speak in tongues, you don't speak in tongues, doesn't really matter. But there should be evidence. God, how do I know that I'm now filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Okay. Um, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. Sometimes you need a new refilling. Sometimes God will fill you up more for what the assignment that God will give you another dispensation of his grace because of the assignment that you have to operate under. Okay. You must develop last two things, y'all. And make sure it's the last two things. Oh, yes. <laughs> you must develop an appetite for the word of God which is the word of truth. You must develop an appetite. You must, you must, you must develop an appetite. Um, um, one of the things that I have been doing in, in this truly, in this pandemic is um, I never thought, I have just developed an even greater appetite. I'm not telling, I'm not telling you just to brag, a greater appetite for the word of God. You know, even when going through some things, I have to develop an, a, just a greater appetite. I've always, I love God's word, but now, um, I get up in the morning, I go into prayer and I say, God, reveal anything in me that is not of you. God, you help me. The best counseling sessions are, are what I do first in the morning, three, three and four o'clock in the morning. God will reveal me to me and he'll reveal you to you. That he will reveal all these things to you. So I get up in the morning, I go into my prayer, I go into worship and I go into study. And I'm not just studying from a humanistic perspective. Okay. Uh, I remember years ago, I had a professor. I think he was actually in high school, actually, so wasn't even a professor, but he would always quote scripture, but he was a diehard atheist, diehard atheist. Okay. But he just was fascinated by the scripture. He, he, and he, and he, um, he, he, he read scripture, but he didn't read it from like, um, a, let me get better. It was more like it was a historical book that he was fascinated by. He was not using it as the word of life. But when you have a relationship with scripture, he will reveal truth to you. And he revealed truth to you about you. Okay. So no one could come with accusations about Samaria because me and God have already had a conversation about who I am and who I am not. This is why I've had to tell people, you don't know me and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to change who I am because I don't meet up to your expectations or your standards. You may think I'm too, whatever. I'm too religious. I'm not religious. I'm a relationship person. You may think I'm too quiet. That's your opinion. You may think, oh, she's arrogant or she's proud. That is your opinion, right? But it does not mean that that is truth. So I get up in the morning and I have my time with the Lord. Before I go to bed at night, I get down on my knees again. And I usually study for a few hours at night. So that could be no matter how late it is. Um, I just I just enjoy my time with the Lord, my quiet time. I finish my day. If, you know, if I still have work to do, which is kind of always <laughs> um something I still get, I just kind of disconnect it all. I have to be clear not to have my phone with me because I'll be reading like work emails and stuff like that or my business emails. I got to stop. So I'm, I stopped that, put that to the side, had my Bibles um, and had my notebook going to prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you. And I asked Holy Spirit revealed to me. And I talked to God about things I've experienced, talked to God about my day, talked to God if there's something I'm going through, just talk to God in general about anything. And then I say, Lord, it reveals me to me. I hear his voice. He speaks to me, but I hear him through also through scripture. Okay. Um, hmm. 
So I want to, okay, I'm, I'm, for the sake of time, Hebrews 4.12, read it on your, well, let's read it. For the love of God is alive and it's powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between the soul, which is, remember, the soul is, is, is the realm where our emotions dwell, and the spirit between joint and marrow. Listen to what the scripture does. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes our own desires, our motives. You cannot be deceived if you have an appetite for the word of God that's based upon a relationship. Not like my professor read it for, as a historical book. That's based upon a relationship. He will tell you about you and not to condemn you, not to convict you. He may say, oh, you're struggling with fear. Or the reason why you really want that is because you were jealous. Or the reason why, not me, mind you. I'm not jealous of anybody. I'm saying that because I had somebody could accuse me of being jealous, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not, Okay. He'll, he'll, God will tell you, hey, you're motivated by selfish ambition over there. Or um, or you did that right, but let me tell you how to do it better. Let me tell you why you, uh, you're experiencing this level of persecution. Let me tell you why you're experiencing um, this because they hated me too. Uh, let me tell you about this. God began to speak to me probably this morning about authority and, 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 and what, uh, what that really, really means. Okay, so before my ministers and those who do Bible teaching, before you try to dissect the word of somebody else, and before you try to help somebody else, remember the revelation and the word of God has to hit you first. Watch what you listen to. Evil communication corrupts godly character. Now we think gossip, yes. Yes, that's true. Evil communication does correct godly character. Okay, I get that. But let me tell you what happens when someone attempts to gossip to you, bring false accusations to you from, about other people, even if you don't know the people, even if you don't know the person. What they're really doing, they're not being led by the spirit of deception, is releasing to you a, a spirit from the underworld that if you continue on will lead you into deception. A lot of times we listen to people, these falsehoods, because we don't want to confront someone or say in an assertive way, hey, I don't want to talk about that. Or, hey, have you called that person? Hey, I don't really want to talk about, you know, what's going on with uh, Pastor Joe Blow who fell from grace. That's not really none of my business. I'm going to pray for him, though. We don't really want to have that conversation because we're afraid of offending people. And then we end up putting up with things that we really should have. But what happens is the enemy who is, who has divisive is using that to, even if it has nothing to do with you, he's using that to slowly begin to introduce to you the spirit of deception. So you have to watch, you have to watch, be pray, uh, pray and continue to work on your relationship. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care what kind of ministry platform you have. I don't care what kind of business you have. Your relationship with God has to be priority. And I know I'm, I'm not speaking um, presumptuously, but even those of you all who are in relationships, those of you who have even children, I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you what it is. Everything in your life has to come first from your relationship with Christ. Nobody and nothing can come before your relationship with Christ. So you have to make time, make effort, and you have to continue to grow in your relationship with God. You have to spend time with him before you spend time with anybody else. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. So you can check me out www.samariacobert.com. I want to do a quick disclaimer. I do not do business via Facebook Messenger. 
Um, I don't communicate with people via DMs. There's a reason why I do that. I'm not going to explain that at this moment. Okay, so I have people to reach out to me. Um, if you don't get a response, I have already explained this multiple times. There's also a bio <laughs> that says I do not respond via Facebook Messenger. Not only do I not respond, I also don't even check it. I don't even get notifications. I'm just telling you. So if you want me to reach out to me via speaking engagements, uh, whatever, what have you, um, you are going to have to go to my website. It's going to be a contact form. Hit the contact form or you can shoot me an email. That is also on my website. So www.samariacobert.com. Any other way, I promise you, it's gonna, I'm just, I, to, I told you, okay? And there are also little formats. It says, but people don't listen and they're mad. Why she didn't respond? I'm telling you what it is. Okay, www.samariacobert.com. Um, for those who are interested in my businesses, I have www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. That is the name of my counseling profession or my counseling business, excuse me, or www.transformingchristianleaders.com. Um, that is the name of my consultation business, okay? Thank you so much. Those who watch this on YouTube, okay? I'm going to post this back on YouTube. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe. We'll be back next week another time. Well, same time, same place, another day. It's going to be next Sunday, 5 o'clock p.m., okay? God bless you and have a wonderful remainder of your Sunday. Bye.